What's up, fam? Welcome to the Mostly Normal Gamers Podcast, episode 60. Woo! 6-0. I don't know about y'all, but it feels like about 20 years since we did the one-year anniversary episode that was only like eight weeks ago. <laughs> it seems like a lot longer ago than that, but anyway, this is episode 60. <laughs> Doesn't that mean recording... that the show is now legal to drink in COVID math? Maybe. Sure. it was 20 years since the one-year anniversary show? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You got it. It's COVID. We're in COVID time, which is kind of like dog years, but kind of not. It's like a mix <laughs> between dog years and cat years, but very similar. Anyway, we're recording this on August 12th, 2020. I'm your host for today, John Swanson. What is up? Uh, this week, we'll talk a little about Halo's delay wah, wah, and Xbox's launch month, which I guess I don't, I don't know that any of us were surprised by it, but it's officially official. And then Rocksteady officially announced their game, uh, which is a new Suicide Squad game. Yep. And other WB Interactive news. Is it for sale? Is it not for sale anymore? Who knows? But anyway, the two discussing me discussing these topics with me will be Mr. AJID. How's it going, man? I'm doing pretty well. How are you, How are you doing? Pretty fantastic. <laughs> we'll good. have a bit of a tongue twisty today. Yep. <laughs> and Sudoku Stern, how are you, man? Oh, I, I rebranded as Shoddy Stern because of a recent resurgence in my Halo playing, but Oh. Oh. But like I'm doing it. well. I'm also still on the Sudoku tip, so there's no really wrong name. Um but I'm right doing great. happy to be well, here. Well I'm anxious as to hear more about your Halo playing, so let's get the lowdown out of the way. If you want to be part of the conversation, feel free to hit us up on Twitter at MN Gamers Podcast, or if you want to reach out to us via email, you can hit us up at podcast at mostlynormalgamers.com. Uh, also, you can go to our website, check us out there, and sign up for the newsletter thing, which we're just waiting on Chris to uh, get over a little bout of writer's block, and then we'll have some stuff out to you soon. But um, I'm just teasing you, Chris, by the way. Oh, it's well-deserved. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> and yeah, with that... Chris, great. Come up with a, an idea for our mailing list and then fail to come up with anything to add to it. <laughs> Don't worry. I have a whole bunch of horrible ideas I could throw at you, I'm sure. Oh, um, boy. Well, with that, we'll go to what we're playing. I'll start first because I've been playing mostly Fall Guys. I also played, uh, am playing rather, Ukulele and the Impossible Lair on my Nintendo Switch. It's kind of like a Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze style side scroller platformer that's <laughs> pretty challenging it's kind of cool the like the ideas whoever the bad guy is i can't remember his name has like kidnapped all the bees for some reason and i think the premise makes a lot more sense if you played the first ukulele game which was a 3d platformer um which i did not play uh and anyway he steals all the bees and basically you, it starts at the impossible layer and you can play the end of the game from the very beginning. It's just incredibly challenging, but you, um, the bees that you help escape become like your armor basically. And you could take more hits if you have more bees equipped. Well, that's cool. You go through the level or the game trying to, uh, save these bees and each, uh, it's like a chapter of a book, kind of like Moss. If you ever played Moss VR, mm -hmm. uh, where you open up, a book and then you dive into it and that's how the chapter starts or whatever. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I love that aesthetic in Moss. Yeah. And it also yeah, really special in Moss. Yeah. And it also has some like 3d elements, like in the overworld, there's 3d elements before you dive into the 2d chapter levels. Um, 
that are kind of, they're not super challenging, but they're just kind of fun ways to navigate the world and open up the world. And also like, so a level will be just a normal left to right side scrolling level. And then you'll come across like a stream and say, if you blow up this wall, the stream can then flow towards the level that you were just on and it makes it a water level. So then you go back into it and it's basically repurposing the same level, but makes it kind of a water level or a fire level or a ice level based on the elements that you add to it or whatever. Um, So you don't get like carte blanche decision. I mean, these are very, uh, you know, oriented to you can make this one a water level and you can make this chapter a fire level. You can't just make any level a water or fire level. That's Um, cool though. So you can play the same chapter as different elements. Yeah. Well you like say I'll just name an arbitrary chapter, say chapter five will be like, there will be something set up when you solve this puzzle and suddenly like a stream will flow into chapter five. So okay. then you can make chapter five, either the normal or a water level. And oh, then something similar to that will be like, uh, say chapter six, like there was a honey pot near this chapter and you could, you had to find a beehive to throw honey into the pot. And then the pot boils over and makes it like a sticky honey level. And then you can then, so since like the wall is are sticky because they're, they have honey on them. Now you can access areas that you couldn't access before when it was just a plain level. So it is really cool in the ways that it uses those elements to change up the same levels to make them slightly different. Um, it is really hard. I was, I don't know if I'm just better at Donkey Kong or just more, I don't know, used to it. Uh, my only complaints are like you will find out like, oh, I needed to get all of these things in order to get this coin that's up here. And you can't just go to restart the checkpoint. You have to, in order to do that, you would have to restart the entire level if you missed something. So it's kind of annoying to have to, if you missed one thing, you can't just go back to the checkpoint. You have to restart the entire level, which is kind of my biggest frustration with it. I feel like games like Celeste and um, Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze were better at like, oh, you missed that. Just jump off this ledge and then you can try it again. Whereas this game's like, nope, you got to do the entire level through again. So, mm-hmm. um, which is fine. I mean, I guess I'm always in a hurry to beat a game. I feel like as soon as I start a game, I'm looking at when am I going to be done with this game? Nothing like, uh, I'm, I'm the antithesis of not living in the moment when it comes to playing video games, but you're about uh, the destination and not the journey. Exactly. Exactly. And that's a problem. Um, other than that, and this will, uh, Maybe AJ could talk a little hey, bit about John. Guys, it's because but... of the trophies. That's yeah, why, that's why you're always looking at the destination because your goal is to fill out the trophy list, not to. Holy, I don't know if you guys heard that, but we just I, had yeah, I did. I definitely <laughs> heard that. So if our power goes out, <laughs> that, did you say that was why. a lightning strike? Holy yeah, shit, that, dude! That was that a was lightning crazy. strike that just that happened sounded like, like outside a, my window. <laughs> a dumpster being knocked over. No, oh yeah, you're over in Maple Grove, aren't you, man? We just got home from the cabin and we drove through St. Cloud this time and it's uh it looked a little nasty out there, so Yeah, it's apparently Stay safe. I, I might get hit by lightning during this podcast, but yeah. <laughs> it was worth it. Uh, Speaking of yeah. uh getting hit by lightning and other bad things that can happen, Fall Guys is fun. It is fun. Is it my turn? Yeah, if you want to go sh- ahead. Yeah, I will. I've been playing a shitload of Fall Guys, dude. All I do is win. That's no not matter true. what. 
All I do is win, win, win. I have won like five legit crowns. I think I unlocked two of them throughout the like leveling up process. Um, I'm kind of saving them because the outfits and stuff that you can earn throughout like your progression uh they change every day so i'm like kind of like holding out because i never know if tomorrow's outfit's going to be something that i want more oh yeah so you have like three thirty-five hundred whatever points but you're not sure if you want to spend them or not no i spend those because you can grind for those uh just oh. by going through the the crowns you can only get by winning so well maybe you can buy them too but yeah, the crowns you can only get by winning, so I, I pretty much spend the purple things on whatever's there if I got them, but um, the crowns are coveted, and you guys, I can't speak to how awesome this game is. It's so good. Yeah. I, I wrote a letter to them and posted it on my Twitter, if you guys ever want to go read it, at uh, AJ underscore ID, it's E-I-D-E. I was hoping that they saw it and like kind of picked it up a little bit, but they didn't, or at least chose not to like retweet it, which is fine because that's not why I wrote it. I wrote it because the game is fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I'm sure they're getting hit from all directions right now, dude. I heard it reached 2 million sales on Steam, yeah. which is incredible for a game in that amount of time. I think that was like the first weekend. One week of sales. That's incredible. Yeah, that's crazy. So good for them. And I'm I'm with you. I've been playing it a lot too. We have yet. I know we tried to hook up and play it that one night, and I think that was uh, right at the beginning of its launch. So I think it was still kind of hard to hook up with your friends and play that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've um, had pretty much good success with that since. Yeah, then, so I think it's they gotten seem better. To have figured it out. And it's I have yet to win, and I have fun doing it. But I, and the same goes for ukulele. Also, I I've liked playing it because my son can watch me play it, mm-hmm. and I don't. It's not like chopping off the heads of samurais so uh, <laughs> yeah. i don't feel as guilty when he watches me play it for like an hour or whatever and he enjoys watching me play it so um it that's is been truly a lot of fun. e for everyone yeah and that's a, that's a lot of fun man when i'm just like sitting there playing and he's just asking me questions about it and stuff so um i've enjoyed that too but i can't believe you've won like five i've yet i got really close once i feel like once you win a couple or one it just kind of like you know how to do it and it's like it's been there and i've also played like a shit ton of games yeah so it's not like i just like am amazing i've i've probably played like over 50 games i would imagine what's your favorite mini game in it oh man i really like the races the uh, like honestly the the slime climb people hate on it but I really I like, like that the, one too. I really like the slime climb. Yeah. <laughs> There's a couple what I call like noob catches or whatever. Um there's other names for them. Like my Monster Hunter has some too, like where you reach a certain Monster Hunter and it's like it, it clears out the noobs, like whoever can't make it through this certain area or whatever. But uh there's the part where there's two solid things that push out and like just push people off the edge and they're going pretty much at the same time but they're slightly off so if you don't know the, the timing you can't make it across so that's the first one uh, and then there's another one up above <laughs> where the one ball is just going off a little bit from the rest so that you have to like pause slightly to get through and i've seen other people get hit and that one's right at the very end so that one's hilarious because it's like i'm gonna make it Boosh. nope you're not <laughs> <laughs> yeah that game has a uh, is very good at making you think that you're very close to doing something fantastic and then not like Mm -hmm. that uh you know that little 
honeycomb or like octagonal or hexagonal like puzzle thing where you're you all there's like five tiers five layers and once you step on it it yeah that's one of the final like that's one of the crown like if you win that you win the crown yeah so i where the floor drops out yeah on the platforms yeah so i had a great like way of doing you know the same i'm sure everybody else figures out if you Uh walk very slowly in like this pattern back and forth like you'll do pretty well until somebody else jumps right in front of you to fuck up your like pattern. And then you just (laughs) jump and fall and somebody else has somehow cleared out the next five levels. So you just fall completely from the top. You're like easily number one. And then you go to dead last. Yeah. If you find like the one gap that goes all the way through, you know what the actual trick is, is to jump from platform to platform. Oh, that's a good idea. You jump every single one, jump, 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 jump jump it's it's tedious but that's how you do it <laughs> dude and i also realized that you uh can't you can grab onto like ledges like yeah. you can't i didn't realize that you can grab and climb up ledges and stuff so yeah and the grabbing cool. mechanic is is not, not the best. great i, I feel no. like it's sometimes people can grab like my tail and the tail tag ones when they're not even close to me and then yep. i'll be right by someone and can't grab theirs yeah, it makes no sense, but it also adds like a whole bunch of stuff to it. Like you can totally grab someone right at the end of the like by the finish line and pull yourself ahead of them. Um, if both of you grab at the same time, it hugs the other person. So like me and this other person, we were both dressed as hot dogs. <laughs> and yeah, it was like the matching one where you stand on the platforms and we were just hugging each other for like the whole time. <laughs> so you're just two hot dogs sitting there hugging each other. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> That's a very strange image. It is so <laughs> funny. I was like, this person has to be enjoying this as much as me. Other like we just like embraced each other for like 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a good time. I think my favorite game is the uh egg stealing when you try to steal the other one. Oh no, the, when people I play defense now. I hate when people steal the eggs. I did like, too. You're not getting my get eggs. Ahead. Yep. As soon as we get up, I'm like, okay, I'm I'm gonna sit here and block you guys. Uh, fall guys pretty great but um that's all i've been playing okay uh chris tell us about your latest adventures into an old halo game which one are you playing so i was lucky enough to get i tried to get four of my friends together but let me tell you 60 and 70 gigabyte updates really bite you in the butt when you're trying to get old friends back on halo um but we joined up and played some Halo 2 and Halo 3 on the Master Chief Collection on multiplayer, um, just doing like all of the different types of deathmatch we could think of. So we were playing like shoddy snipers and SWAT and just regular old Team Slayer and kind of like the weird mixed bag ones. Um, And it was like slipping on the most comfortable swear word filled pair of shoes. Like... uh, my girlfriend hasn't seen me play a lot of like multiplayer shooters with my old friends from high school very much. And I was like, <laughs> this is a side of me that you are not going to like. Yeah. Um, but it was, it was a huge blast. Like, um, you know, except for the, <laughs> so it's incredible to me the way that three, four, three has made curating what part of this collection you want to match make in down to like the finest tooth, comb possible i was able to say 
out of the now, I think it's Reach and the four other Halo games. So out of five different games, plus the remaster of Halo 2, which is separate from Halo 2. So six total possible games types to choose from just in terms of like the game. You can go in and say, I only want to matchmake in Halo 2 and Halo 3 and not the remaster of Halo 2. Then further further down from that, you can say, in that matchmaking, I only want to matchmake in these different game modes. Or you can go to some preset like playlists, as they call them, of different game modes. But you can go in and just say, like, I only want to play these game types. It's incredible. Like, it's, it's so well done that it makes me wish that it was always that way even back in like when these games were first out um they just do like a spectacular job and the presentation of like the menus and just like it's very weird it looks way different than i remember this game looking when i first bought it when it was having like a ton of technical issues um but there's just like bullet casings everywhere in the background and it's like very much like zoomed in on all the different weapons from halo and like showing them off but it's like very interesting to see the way that they choose to like present the game it's very much like i don't want to use this word but it's like fetishizing the guns in a way that halo has never really been about to me right when's the last time y'all played like a multiplayer ass multiplayer shooter i mean does call of duty count i played that quite a bit when it first came out now i only play warzone yeah but before that i played quite i bet i played 80 to 100 hours of just the call of duty holy multiplayer. shit like yeah, the, you, so you went in this yeah. most recent iteration of modern warfare yeah because i oh, was wow. always playing with those guys from austria and stuff it just adds oh yeah time. well and don't forget your 500 plus hours into monster hunter dude that's true, but that's over a long period of time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think, I mean, I. Not really. It's only like two years. <laughs> yeah. Well, three at this point, right? Yeah. Because that came out in 2017, maybe? It might have come out in 2018. I think me. you're right. I think it was anyway. 2018, yeah. Uh, I think AJ and I played some Battlefield, or not Battlefield, Star Wars Battlefront 2. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, whenever that got re reviewed and they fixed the multiplayer or whatever, and that was fine. I'm not, I'm not big. I think the last time I was hardcore into uh, a multiplayer shooter online was Halo 3 for sure. And actually good. Halo 3 looks so good in this game and they didn't remaster it. It's just like because it's of that 360 generation, the yeah. having the textures like in the higher definition, like you're it's all very shiny in a way that I like don't remember that game looking that good. Yeah. Um, but like. I don't know. It felt so good playing that game. It's just like it hits that like very specific part of my brain of like that competitive part of my brain that I don't use very much anymore. Cause the last time I really, really got into a shooter was the like before there were even seasons and then like maybe the very first season of apex. So apex legends was like over a year ago was the last time I was playing a shooter. And so I was very rusty. Um, and needless to say somehow they managed to screw up one thing in that universal bump and jump because i play bumper jumper style and in shooters um makes it so that you need to use the d-pad to like pick up and reload and change your weapons which is something that i'm not used to um 
And so I spent the first like two games just like <laughs> fumbling around with one gun because I couldn't figure out how to pick it up, even though it was like putting stuff on the screen. Like it has like, you know, press up on the D pad to pick up the pistol. And I was like, I would really like to do that, but I have never had to use a D pad to do this before in my life. <laughs> I was like, I just want to hold X. Right. Um, Cause that makes more sense. Yeah. So that was my excuse for doing badly and not because I'm just bad at shooters. Makes Sounds sense. good to me. Yeah, but it was cool to like put some good kill to death ratios up and like there were games that were like very close and my friends and I like were just hooting and hollering and it was amazing. I don't know. I am really eager to get back on it. I've told my friends that we should pick it up like once. Do a they week. still have that mode where there's just like a ball and everyone has a hammer? <laughs> oh, Griff Ball. Yeah, you just hit, hit just hammer I the don't ball know, but Griff Ball Griff Ball is good. Like flat out good. Um, I did pick up the brute hammer in one of the matches and failed to use it effectively and died immediately. Um, but uh, I don't know. I now I oh now I want to play Griff Ball really bad. It was so fun. I remember the first time playing that. It was just madness, and I was like, "What is this?" Yeah, that <laughs> it was one of my first experiences in like with like I don't even like side quest multiplayer modes, I guess. I don't know how you would even explain it, but. Well, that's the thing that like I forget about with Halo is forge mode with like Halo three. I mean, there were like pretty intense custom games in Halo two. My friends and I would play a game mode called Tower of Power all the time. There was a fan made game mode called Zombies um, that then got like brought in as Infection and in the official version for the series going forward in three, I think. Um, but the the ability to customize like what you do in Halo, I forget about because I like playing just like straight up team deathmatch so much. But like there there's like racing mini games that people make and things mm-hmm. like that. So like I it's amazing and like the breadth of stuff you can do in that game boggles the mind. Like when I was in high school, I truly like didn't need another video game other than Halo 2. For sure. And yeah. I've had Master Chief Collection for years, but I just like for whatever reason we kind of got bit by the bug to like get online and play games together and it was perfect. Yeah. But, From what I hear, it launched pretty poorly, so I think they put a lot of work into it lately to make it considerably better. Yeah, and that work has definitely paid off cuz like it was pretty much seamless once we once everyone got the game downloaded and updated, which is awesome. Um, the only other thing that I've been playing this week is it's both. Oh, it was such a nostalgic week for me. Both games are like so tied to my my like teenage years and my childhood years. Um, I'm back at it in Final Fantasy VII Remake, and I made it to Chapter 14, which is the part of the game that kind of opens up and allows you to do side quests again. Um, and has it kind of be more like an open world experience. Um, And that really touches on like the things that I'm finding I really like about the game are interacting with all these colorful like characters who are just going about their lives living in Midgar and trying to like help out as this mercenary who's, you know, it's you're definitely getting like cloud is a mercenary with the heart of gold vibes um, from this. And I really enjoy it. I am finding some of the combat to be really, really brutal still, um, but it is fun. And I also found that the game makes sense again once Barrett's added back into your party. Did y'all have yeah. any thoughts about that? Because 
you I I find that because I'm having so much trouble in the fights, like I really need him to be a tank and use his abilities like I think it's lifesaver and steel skin so that he absorbs damage for other people. And without him on the team, I found that I was dying like way, way, way more often. Yeah. Well, I, I only use I mean, you really only can use him or uh not Tifa, but um sorry, I'm brain farting who's the other female character Aerith, yeah for ranged attacks so i feel like and having her isn't like you said he's more of your like bullet spongy type person and because Aerith can't handle that much she i like her healing powers a lot more but uh she can't handle as much damage so yeah there's definitely a point there where you his absence is uh definitely felt yes and having him back and then having them i think they send you like right after he rejoins the party out on a solo mission with him when he like falls into the (laughs) into the underground layer of shinra where they're doing like the lab experimentation stuff or whatever yeah Um, it was really fun just playing just as him for a stretch like i i found that section to be really really fun and i bought uh, i was lucky enough to like go and stop and buy the new gun for him that I wouldn't have known to buy from the weapons dealer. Cause there seems to be like never any new weapons to buy in this game. Yeah. Um, it's like once every 10 hours, does the weapon vendor actually have a weapon? Um, yeah. That you want. I agree. But I picked it up and it's got this like really cool ability that just like shoots an endless stream of bullets at people to use up both of your active time gauge uh, slots. And it was just really fun. Like, I don't know. I, I'm really enjoying a lot of the game i don't know that the pacing makes sense to me and i know you've talked in the past about it feeling like a pretty long game um and i do think the pacing is weird i was looking at how long to beat.com and the completionist run is like 82 hours which i wasn't expecting dang yeah and a lot of people um have yeah platinumed it and it's a fun game man but i just don't see myself going back in to chase those things yeah, I don't want to replay the whole game on hard when you can't use potions. That sucks. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I rely on potions so much. The the potions aren't. It's the ether that really the only thing I need. But there's no item. Back. You can't use items at all. No. On hard mode. It's dumb. That sounds awful. <laughs> you just have to grind your character to max in like the normal mode. I think is what is the way to do it. Oh, is it like yeah. a new game plus thing? Kinda, yeah. Okay. Anyway, it's just the same thing, but hard. I, I think it might just be the same thing, but without the items. I'm not sure. Maybe it's a little bit harder as well. Okay. The I I have a feeling in my gut that I must be getting close to the end of the game, unless I have no idea about the scope of this game. Um, and having seen like a couple of images of characters I recognized online. I'm worried that the game's going to be a whole lot longer because I've already put in close to 40 hours, I think. Yeah. But I'm also excited by the idea that it could be a whole lot longer because I do feel like, because like I just completed all of the side quests in this chapter and I'm about to grappling hook my way up out of Midgar onto the plate. And so to me, that means I'm going to the Shinra building having played the first game and I'm going to raid the Shinra building and my thought process is please don't spoil this if it's not the case. I have now reached the end of the game once I clear out Shinra 
at the Shinra building. And then that's where the game goes on from. Mm. You've, you've got time. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I, I, I was like, <laughs> I don't know. I, really, I don't think it's a ton, but uh, yeah, that's, I mean, that's not the end. I don't think it's super, I don't, you, you don't, I don't think you have like 15 hours left or t- probably not even 10, but uh, okay. yeah. I don't know, man. Enjoy it because it's like you talking about these things is making me remember how good that game is. Like certain yeah. aspects of it are really stupid, but others, and this comes from somebody who has never played the original. So I don't really have a frame of reference, but I, I mean, it's a good game. It's a really good game. And I've heard people who, you know, have a lot of adoration for the original say that, you know, too. And it's fun listening to you, like, uh, recall your time with it because it's making me remember how good it was. Yeah, I I'm digging on it. I think Animal Crossing is still game of the year 2020, but sure. um not for like that would be like my like not personal choice, but like the like this is the game that is the social impact, like this is the zeitgeist game of 2020. Yeah. Like, when people look back on 2020, it is it's a pandemic. Everyone played Animal Crossing. Right, um, right, right. But since I don't play a ton of games as they come out, like it's the it's the finest made game of 2020 that I've played so far. Exactly. Um, well, Chris, you got anything else? No, I mean, other than I'm continuing to grind away at good Sudoku and just love that game, but I have nothing else to say about it. <laughs> hey, does that game make you better at Sudoku? I would say I have improved at Sudoku. It's a mobile game, right? It is a mobile game. Okay, maybe I'll check it out because I've never been very good at Sudoku, but I've always wanted to try. It is but, it is free to start. Um, there's like certain features that you pay four dollars and then have forever. So, yeah, but it's a, like that's the max you pay, right? Is four bucks. Yep. Yeah. So I'm I'm game for that. I might do that, but um, check it out. I want to spread the word about this beautiful, beautiful game called Sudoku. Yeah, I've never heard of it before. I'm I'm proselytizing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, well, with that, uh, we will throw you to past AJ. Is that what we decided on? Past and future AJ. Past and future. Another time warp. In a parallel time, AJ interviewed the... Uh, AJ was it the coach and director of the Rocket League team for Minnesota, or do you want to give a little bit of insight into what peeps are going to listen to here? Uh, yeah, I had the pleasure to sit down with Brett Diamond, Chief Operating Officer of Wives Venture Esports, uh, who is kind of like the conglomerate that runs the Minnesota Rocker Esports professional Call of Duty team, along with the newly announced version one Rocket League team. And this segment is just going to be a little bit about the announcement of version one. Uh, The coach was nice enough to join and just give us a little bit about like himself and the team so yeah enjoy and when we after that we'll be back with some news for you hey everybody thanks for listening to this special sit down segment we've got a couple awesome guests today to talk a little bit of rocket league news i'm here with coo of wise venture esports brett diamond how are you doing today brett good thanks good to be here That's cool. I'm I'm happy to be here, too. Uh, Also joining us today from Minnesota's newly announced professional Rocket League team, Version 1, 
head coach Jason Fireburner Nunez. Coach, it's good to meet you. Uh, it's good to be here. Nice to meet you too. Awesome. Well, we're out here to little talk a little bit about Rocket League uh, coming to Wise Venture Minneapolis in the form of version one. Brett, you've been here before uh, when we announced the inception of Minnesota Rocker a year or two ago. It's been pretty cool watching everything that you guys have been done over there and makes me excited for for what's to come with with version one here. So I guess I'm going to start this segment off just by asking you, uh, what is V1? Who is who are V1? Um, Do we say V1? Do we say version one? And just how are things generally going over there since the announcement? Yeah, so version one is our uh, new Rocket League team. Um, so Wise Ventures Esports is our our parent organization, which we're actually in the process of rebranding. So that at some point will have a different name. Um, but version one is the new Rocket League team. You know, also under Wise Ventures Esports is Minnesota Rocker as you know, but yeah, we're excited to, uh, to get into rocket league. The official official announcement of the team was, was last week, but we started talking, you know, with Jason as well as the players, um, you know, probably about uh, a little over a month ago. So it came together pretty quickly. I mean, really as soon as, uh, and we'll get into these guys background, I, I'll let, I'll let Jason give, uh, give the, the full story, but uh, started talking to these guys pretty much as soon as, um, cloud nine departed the rocket league scene. Um, and we were fortunate to be able to start a new organization with, um, you know, with a couple players and a coach that have, mm-hmm. uh, you know, some championship pedigree and, and, uh, we're, we, we couldn't be more excited about it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Brett, I think IMG endeavor or whatever does the licensing for rocket league. Uh, they also own the rights to things like Aston Martin and Bugatti and such. Are we going to see any cool crossover there? Maybe like a, a version one Vantage, uh, a V1 painted Vanquish sitting out in the parking lot in Egan maybe sometime? <laughs> ah, maybe, maybe. You know, I think that IMG deal is pretty is pretty new. So um, we haven't really seen, uh, seen, seen any of the trickle-down details of that yet. Uh, but yeah, we're, we're definitely going to have some fun with this one. There's a lot of, a lot of cool angles you can play into with Rocket yeah. League. I'm imagining uh, like a V1 Bugatti skin for fans to use in the game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> um, what affiliation, I guess, if any, will will uh, version one have with the Rocker and those folks over there? Yeah, so they're they're separate teams. We could sort of think of them as as sister teams in a sense. Um, mm-hmm. In a lot of ways, we've just been sprinting to get the team announced last week, and we had our our first tournament last week, which is uh, for those who who don't closely follow the rocket league scene, you've got weekly tournaments, which are are known as the grid. And, and we handle the broadcast for those. So those are on our Twitch channels. Okay. Uh, and then, and then um, essentially uh, two weekends per month are part of regional uh, tournaments that are, are streamed on the official rocket league channel. So we've just been in such a sprint to, you know, to get, to get the branding released, get that first broadcast ready that we haven't really done much crossover between the two teams yet, but um, you know, certainly we want to uh, create, you know, create some of those opportunities and, and some content around there. And, you know, definitely if any, any of the, any of the rocker guys play rocket league or any of the version one guys play, uh, play COD, we'll definitely want to uh, want to have some fun with that. Oh man, I hope that there's some talent that crossovers there, so that they could be a little bit competitive. Yeah, I don't know, <laughs> Jason. Do any of the guys, uh, any of the uh, the Rocket League guys play COD? Do you know? 
I think I think we've all played some Warzone, yeah. and we haven't played in a while. But yeah, we've played Warzone before, the three of us. Okay. Right on. Well, uh, Coach, it's great to. I said this already. It's great to meet you, albeit remotely. Uh, it's the world that we're kind of in right now. Yeah. How are you doing? What What are your, I guess, top level thoughts about all this? What would you want to tell the listeners just about yourself, like where you're from, how you got into it, just all all that jazz. Yeah, for sure. So um, I started out as a player. Um, I started playing professionally in 2015 when the game first mm-hmm. came out. Um, right when it came out, I was pretty much like pro level almost because I played the precursor of this game. Uh, back in PS3, like I was like 12. So when this game came out, I was like, I kind of had like a head start on everyone else, if that yeah, made sense. Yeah. So then, yeah, so I played in weekly MLG tournament and then we I won my first tournament against like the like the top team in North America at the time. Then ever since then, I was a pro, and then I've won five regional titles, five North American titles. I've won a couple international lands, uh, made every world championship, and then I recently retired from pro play last year. And then since then, I've been working with uh, Torment and Gimmick, formerly on Cloud9. We were on Cloud9 for almost a year. Well, I, I, they were on Cloud9 for longer, but I joined them for almost a year. Right. And then Cloud9 departed and then for a little bit we were our list but then we heard the the v1 guys were interested in us and we knew like uh since we follow call a little bit we knew about rocker and how how they're doing and then we, we had some nice chats and then it seemed like a perfect fit awesome oh man you kind of answered one of my questions i was going to throw at you later about like just when you kind of knew that you had something special like you 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 mentioned you you were ahead of the game so so I guess you already answered it. You just kind of, you just kind of were like there at the start and and never looked back, huh? Yeah, yeah, it's kind of funny. I I get questions sometimes, like if I stream or something, like how'd you go pro? But I didn't really have an exciting journey. <laughs> I kind of just like off course a couple of weeks again. I was kind of like ahead of everyone else because I kind of already knew like the mechanics, cool. like at a more advanced level. And then yeah, ever since then I was like throughout my whole career I was kind of at the, like the top level top. Um, bare minimum like top three in NA the top three team in NA my whole career pretty much until I retired I had an order to my questions but you guys are making the conversation even better Uh, I have a a, a writing question from one of our listeners named Guy Monstad and you were were talking about advanced techniques and stuff and he was just asking uh, what advice you would have for people trying to quote get good uh, to the point where maybe they're just beyond like casual like I mean I play with my buddies all the time Rocket League but I'm not like trying to pass the ball to another, someone else to set up a play or anything like that. I'm just like playing out there, you know? Right. So I guess, do you have any advice, um, specific practices or anything like that for, for people trying to get better? Yeah, well, it really varies on the like player to player, right? And what exactly they want to get mm-hmm. better at. I normally, a very easy way to uh, improve, like if, if sort of like mechanically is that training packs are like integrated into the game. So like you can, if there's a certain mechanic you want to try, say like double taps or like I don't know, uh, air dribbles or something like that, you can literally just load up a training pack in the okay. game, and then you could just practice that over and over again. That personally for me helps a lot uh, because you could you're just practicing the same thing over and over again. Um, in terms of like positioning stuff like that, watching your own replays is also mm-hmm. really good. So you can like watch back your own perspective and see like you know when you're playing, you don't really see everything that's happening, yeah. but. When you watch it back by yourself, you're like, oh, wow, I could have done this and that better, you know? So that always helps, too. Do a lot of the pro players stick with ball view, or do they switch back and forth? Uh, Yeah, so you switch a lot back and forth okay. in-game. Like, you're pretty much, like, 
spamming it like on and off a lot because you want to like kind of see where the ball is, but sometimes you want to take it off to see like where the other cards are on the pitch and then turn it back on. So it's just like constant back and forth. Okay, cool, cool. Uh, well, in, let's get back, I guess, a little bit to Verizon 1. I, I could probably just pick your brain about, like, Rocket League <laughs> skills, like, for, like, <laughs> yeah. for an hour here. But um, Ver- uh, version 1, obviously Rocket League is a team game, but is there anybody on this team that we should be really watching out for? Is there a, a, a Cooksier 97 on this team, or are, are we just waiting to see who emerges or what? Um, I mean, all three of them, all three of the guys are super top players. Like they're all very, very uh, high top, like high skilled players. Um, in terms of like, if you're looking for like a flashy player, I guess per se, like probably gimmick is probably the most flashy one. Like he's probably the one going for like the most crazy, like air dribbles or like foot recess type thing. So if you're looking for flashy stuff, probably gimmick. Right on. Brett kind of mentioned a little bit earlier about like how the league's organized and stuff, but just for like a lot of our listeners have probably maybe never even watched a competitive Rocket League game uh, or match, I guess. What would you recommend just like to watch for? Like, do you just watch the ball or are you watching where players are at or or what's like one thing to get hype about, I guess? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, like Rocket League is pretty much almost like it's like kind of like soccer too, but like it's as fast paced, I'd say, like as hockey, mm-hmm. right? Hockey is like super back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, and that's pretty much what Rocket League is too. So it's just like, yeah, you're not really necessarily looking at just the ball, you're just looking at the whole overall play, right? Because at high level Rocket League, there's a lot of team play going on too, there's a lot of passing going on, just like in hockey. So it's like, yeah, just overall looking and watching like the whole the whole field, all the team play that's going on during the game. Yeah, I've seen some – I just watched a couple of highlights and stuff. I've seen some pretty cool give-and-go type things that people are doing and stuff. And I don't know. I can only assume maybe like a pick is a thing. I'm just spitballing here. I don't know what I'm talking about at all. I'm just like <laughs> – <laughs> but, yeah, it looks pretty cool. And, I, and I'm excited to watch you guys and, and like get pretty involved as a fan myself now that I, I kind of have somebody to root for. Coach – I know that there's times where coaches can act as substitute if needed. Uh, I know you've done it in the past before on like other teams you've been on. Are there any mm-hmm. specific circumstances that you come to mind, I guess, you know, other than injury that you, you know, might be suiting up again this season? Um, yeah. So it's funny. You said, yeah. So last season I actually had to do that because tournaments internet went out oh, no. and then I had to sub. Yeah. It's actually really important. So it was like game five, like, uh, I think we're, like, almost, like, our record was, like, 500-ish at the time, like, early in the season. And it was, like, a really crucial matchup. And then I came in game five, and we managed to win in overtime. That was, like, a really important, like, swing series. But, yeah, I mean, usually I, you really see me playing in a match unless, like, someone's internet goes out or if, like, for, like, like you said, like, under these circumstances, like, someone's, like, super sick mm-hmm. or, like, something like that. But it's pretty rare. But, yeah, I'm always there, I guess, if needed, I guess you could say. That's awesome. I guess I didn't even think about, oh, no, the power went out at dude's house. Like, we're the only, we have to have someone jump in. That's that's pretty yeah, interesting. That, that's, <laughs> that's the most common one, yeah. If, like, someone's, like, internet or power goes out, that's usually the one <laughs> where I will need to come in. Uh, well, I had a couple questions from our listeners, um, but I already asked one of them. I do have one other one to ask. Gucci Poochie wants to know, do the cars actually have different hitboxes? And what car would you suggest for someone who's just learning how to play, like, beyond casual? Right. Uh, yeah, so they actually do have different hitboxes. Um, I'm not – I don't remember exactly the specifics, mm-hmm. but there's, like, six – or I don't remember. I think maybe less, like, different hitbox groups, right? Mm-hmm. So each car is kind of, like, 
lumped into that group of hitboxes. Okay. So, like, for example, like an Octane. I don't know if you know these, but like Octane is a little bit different. It's like the little smaller yep. one has like a more square hitbox, like a taller one. But then a Dominus is like a more flat, longer hitbox. Okay. So, I mean, if you're first starting out, I mean, I would say like the one everyone goes for, and it's pretty good to like get good at is Octane. Yeah. I mean, that's the one a lot of play- pro players use to is Octane. So I would, if you're starting out, definitely try out Octane. I personally use Dominus. I've I just been used to it for mm-hmm. a while because it's like, pretty easy to read the hitbox but yeah if you're first starting out probably just use octane i'd say awesome well i guess before we get out of here could you guys please let listeners fans everybody know where to find version one the rocker uh the twitch channels how how to watch the the matches yeah so uh version one it's version one the number one version one gg across all platforms so all socials Twitch, the website, uh, so pretty easy to find. Usually the Thursdays or Fridays, we've got our the tournament that streams on our on our Twitch channel, and then um, uh, you can check out the full schedule on the website. Uh, Coach, what about yourself? You got obviously version one GGs where to find everything going on with the league. Uh, you have your own personal stream going on or anything like that that you want to plug in? Yeah, so for me personally, it's just at Fireburner on pretty much everything, Twitter, Insta, all that stuff. I stream as well on Twitch. Uh, Personally, I stream almost every day. I try to. Uh, Just twitch.tv slash Fireburner. Awesome. And yeah, I stream there pretty regularly. Uh, All right, Brett. So we've talked about the Rocket League stuff, and you might have a little information for us on the Rockers playoffs, uh, where they're at. And, and how to watch all that. I'm pretty excited about it. I've been following along. Uh, tell me what's going on. Yeah, so we're we're full speed ahead towards the playoffs. August 20th is our first playoff match at 3.30 against the New York Subliners. So yeah, we finished the regular season tied for sixth. We, uh, we had some tiebreakers that did not go our way, so we're going in as the eighth seed. Uh, but we're feeling pretty good. We had some roster changes. Uh, those are never easy, but the mm. team's been uh, been feeling good in scrims, and uh, and we like our chances. So we we play Thursday, Thursday the twentieth, and if we win, we play the next day against the Chicago Huntsmen, and if we win that one, we play the day after against Phase. So uh, those two teams were uh, were top four. So they had some buys. Um, and it's double elimination. So if we lose, we're still in it. Um, we just don't, it's just a little murkier who we play. Okay. That's good to know. Yeah. I know that rocker have been kind of exceeding expectations off and on. So hopefully they can get it together and make a run and surprise some people here. Yeah. You know, it's been a roller coaster of a season. Um, you know, if you, if you told us that, if you told us a year ago that we would finish the season in sixth place in the league, um, that we'd finish second in two tournaments, that we'd be the first team to beat FaZe, who was the consensus you know, consensus number one team in the league mm-hmm. for, for pretty much you know most of the season. Uh, if you told us all those things, we'd say, "All right, that sounds pretty good." You know, we'll uh, we'll we'll take that. Um, oh, for sure. But you know, the way the season played out, it was very much a roller coaster, right? We started <laughs> out. We started out on fire and were, you know, we're talked about as, you know, as a top four team. Oh yeah. And then, you know, it's been a little bit rough going since, since May. Um, you know, we haven't, uh, we haven't kept the pace that we set early in the season. 
But you know what? It's the playoffs. Uh, it's a whole new, a whole new season, and I, I like our chances. So hopefully yep. we can, hopefully we can uh, win that first one and, and go on a little bit of a run here. Awesome. Chip a chair and a chance. That's what I always hear. Uh, exactly. Local radio guys. Exactly. Say. <laughs> yep. Yep. Cool. Well, I'll be there to watch it for sure. I guess. Uh, go rocker. <laughs> Sounds good. We appreciate the support. Great. Well. Wow, thanks everybody. Thank you listeners for checking out our special segment here about Rocket League. Brett, Coach, thank you guys so much for coming on. Look forward to everything that you're doing. Hopefully we can talk to you soon. Sounds good. Thanks for having us. All right. Yeah, appreciate it. It was fun. Take it easy. Bye now. Woo! Sweet. Thanks, Other Timeline AJ, for that groundbreaking interview. No problem. Fantastic stuff. <laughs> um, You've really got a future in this. Thanks. I hope so. <laughs> exactly it'd be way better than our day jobs for sure um i guess i should speak for myself it would be better than my day job no comment uh, <laughs> exactly people might be listening <laughs> with that in mind uh you know rocket league will probably i think it's already been confirmed to be available on the xbox series x and playstation 5 and we're getting into the thick of the news with these devices coming imminently more or less in the next three months or so. But um, we'll pull the story from Will Tuttle on the Xbox wire about Xbox series X being confirmed to launch in November. Now the question is what day AJ, what do you think you got cut out last time? Um, <laughs> I didn't even hear the question, dude. <laughs> 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 when do you what day uh chris has deduced it down to uh the 6th 13th or the 20th for the launch of, of november yeah because apparently according to what day is thing what day is thanksgiving the 26th Sixth. okay um it's gonna come out the friday before that whatever that is so the 20th because then people will be able to play their games during Thanksgiving break. Yeah. So I guess the 14th? The 20th? The, the 20th would be the Friday before. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. My guess is the 6th or the 13th. Because I think they need more than just Black Friday for sales. I think they need a week or two of sales and then time to restock for black Friday. Yeah. That makes sense. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know about enough about the logistics of how consoles get manufactured and how quickly they can restock shelves. But, uh, I, I think I'm kind of with AJ and I don't know Do do companies steer away from launching something on Friday, the 13th. Is that I a don't thing? Know. I don't know. Do People, they, is it as much of a thing as do they steer towards launching it on November 20th, 2020? Yeah, there you go. See, that's a another thing, man. Like people remember that date. I Now that you say that, man, I'm pretty And much... Microsoft has pulled this before with like, I think launching Halo on 11.7 um, was Halo 2 maybe. But yeah. don't quote me on that because one one seven is is Master Chief's you know John one one seven. Oh, 
So they're not they they have played around with like dates like that before. Yeah. And I I mean I now that I see these dates in front of me, I'm thinking the 20th is pretty pretty solid in that I, I just straight up lied about Halo nothing. 2. Did you? Yeah, it's November 9th, 2004. Oh, I don't know where close. I got this I don't know where I got this 117 <laughs> shit. Well, you're you're right, isn't that uh Master Chief's number? I think the only reason I know that is because people were talking about it, the Series X getting launched on the 7th, and then the discourse was that nobody would release a console on a Saturday, which I don't know that that's true at all. But, well, it doesn't uh, matter anymore because guess what, everyone? They delayed Halo Infinite till 2021. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's true. get into that one, I guess. Oh, oh man. I, I don't know that they're going to need to restock shelves, Chris. That's That's basically what I'm saying. <laughs> Yeah, they'll be fine. Dude, I don't, I guess from my perspective, I have a Xbox that came out in 2016 when they had that deal with Tomb Raider to be exclusive to the Xbox. Mm. And at that time, it was a console exclusive. There was no announcement date for a launch on PlayStation. So I was like, well, I have to get it because that game looks freaking sick. And it was, and it's a fantastic game. Such a good game. But Could you imagine, oh my God, oh, if they made a new Tomb Raider like that for the next gen, I would be so into it. <laughs> Almost as into it as I would have been if Master Chief was available. Could yeah. You, like, I, they might, like, I was ready to buy a Series X day one for Halo. Yeah. I don't think, I don't know if I'm buying a next gen system until 2021 now. Really? That's yeah. impressive. I, I mean, for me, and granted, I have my gaming laptop, so that's more, it's not probably as good maybe as a Series X. I'm not really sure, but uh, it's probably pretty damn close or slightly better maybe. And uh, I just can't see a reason to buy a Series X. And then with this announcement, you know, sure, you can play Halo on anything, but having that coincide that marketing for the launch to coincide. Like, I don't know, man, I know what the, I know that Miyamoto saying that a bad game is always bad and a game that whatever, you know, like about taking your time and doing what you need to do. I get that, but I feel like not coinciding the launch of uh series X with halo is going to bite them in the ass, at least in the beginning. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, so via the will Tuttle article like you can see them trying to like the article that tells us the november date is also an article where they're trying to reframe what the launch of this system looks like now right so the bullet points they have bolded in this little press release basically because it's straight from microsoft more than 50 new games planned for this year across generations and optimized for series x assassin's creed dirt 5 gears tactics yakuza like a dragon yakuza yakuza Yakuza, Yakuza like a dragon, um, and Watch Dogs Legion, smart delivery, yada, yada, yada. We have more mm. to say about smart delivery in a second. New Don't games. Worry, I wrote an entire article about it for the newsletter. So Perfect. Well, maybe you can append it with some info <laughs> that's coming up <laughs> later maybe. in the podcast. Um, new games developed for Xbox Series X and launching with Ga- Xbox Game Pass, including exclusives like the medium scorn and tetris effect connected and then 40 popular games newly optimized to take full advantage such as destiny 2 forza horizon 4 gears 5 ori will of the wisps and madden 21 
and then another point a shared library through game pass thousands of games across four generations yeah and i think all that stuff's great i just don't see it as a compelling reason to buy a series x that's all no I feel like if you have it's... an xbox in your house already or a way to play these games uh and xcloud is coming in what september 15th is that what it said like yes i don't know man i just i don't see a reason for me to go out and buy this system right now you know AJ, what, I mean? what do you think i mean i just bought my xbox series one so i'm like a little bit biased in in that I don't plan on getting one myself, but I mean I I could see the reasons to buy it. They're they're coming out with all these games for free on Game Pass, and I know that maybe it's not all coming out right away, but I, I saw like someone just did some tentative math about like how like the value you're getting with the first party games, including Halo and Grounded and whatever the list goes on it's something like $600 worth of games that you're getting for. Well, I mean, for me for a dollar, cause yeah. I have it for like a year, <laughs> Yeah, but for $14 a month. So yeah, I think there's reasons to buy an Xbox still, just maybe not for me. Cause I don't need it. I don't, and I don't need to have the best game or the best experience, I guess for those, for some reason, I don't know why it's just like a personal thing. Like for, for whatever reason, like the Sony games, I need to be playing them on my PS5, <laughs> like M- Miles Morales in the best possible way. But for whatever reason, in my own psyche, I can like get away with just playing my Xbox X one Xbox one X, I guess. Yeah, I'm I'm with you, man. I, I feel like I use my switch for that purpose of like if I want to play a game just for shits and giggles or fun, I have my switch and. I'm just, and again, this isn't me talking shit. It's just like, I probably have too many gaming systems for how uh, popular gaming is right now. Like mm-hmm. I can't possibly with a full-time job, wife and child, keep up with the number of games that are released. I actually I just- think even if you quit and divorce them and abandon your child, I still don't think you could play them all. No, yeah. I couldn't. I'd have to, unless we did this shit full time, like then I maybe could come close, but uh, no, not like probably not even like, yeah, well, not all of them, but I mean, even some, a lot of the games, like what was it? Cross code. You know, I was like, Hey, remind me to play this. I still haven't played that. That carrying game uh, is I heard on game pretty pass. short. Yeah, it is. And I actually canceled my game pass. Cause I was, so freaking excited about it i couldn't wait a day when they announced game pass ultimate i had to sign up for it right away so now i get charged 15 dollars a month for it which is fine that's what it is but then i hear all these people talking about oh oh, i got it for a dollar a month and through 2023 and i'm like well i'm not fucking paying you know 15 times what you're gonna pay for it for the next three years and i i couldn't even tell you the last time i turned on my xbox and actually sat down and played a game on it like and same with my pc i'll open it I'll download the games. I'm like, sweet, that's on Game Pass. I'm gonna go download that. Download it, never play it. Like it's uh so I just canceled it because I'm like, this doesn't make any sense for me to do. And th- again, that's not me talking shit on the service. The service is fucking fantastic. If you get yeah. my buddy was ex- messaging me like, what video game system should I get? And it is cool because I feel like you had two different choices, and the two different choices were PlayStation, Xbox as one, you could choose one of those, or a Nintendo system. Now I think you have three legitimate different choices. Yeah, for sure. And they're all good ones. Uh, 
or four choices because you could just subscribe to Game Pass Ultimate starting yeah, on in September PC. and just oh yeah, and just get it on your phone. Yeah, for and sure. Stream it to your Android device, and that's the thing. Like the thing I most want out of Xbox right now, knowing what their plan is and knowing like how important game pass probably is to that plan is i want a window of time which i thought covid would be but surprisingly it wasn't to just sit and clear out the backlog of games that i already own and then i want to have an xbox series x or whatever xbox that's good enough to make the games look nice and run nice to just do game pass on and then have a switch that covers all of my needs and frankly, with the game streaming to phones, the Xbox does both things. Like, did you see some of the contraptions they have for phones? It looks like a Switch. Yeah, yeah. I did. Yep. But I need those Nintendo. Cool. I mean, I mean, I need my Nintendo games. Kind of the same way that y'all talk about like needing to be able to play the PlayStation exclusives. And so, yeah, I could see a future where because I mean, I don't have kids or a wife. I have a long-term girlfriend and a job, and. I can barely find time to dedicate the amount of time I would need to clear my backlog. Like I probably have enough games to last me for like three years if I didn't buy a single new game. <laughs> Cause yeah. I have a bad problem with sales on <laughs> game stores. I know. Man. So like, it's, yeah. I'm with you. I really like, I am new. Fuck. I would love, 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 love to, I think I am the right customer for game pass, but I cannot justify buying access to a hundred games when I already have like a hundred games that I haven't played. Yeah. I'm with you, man. It's a tough call. And I don't feel like this delay really makes it much easier to deal with, but uh, it gives me more time. It gives me more time to clear out my backlog. That's right. That's we're going to silver lining, John and AJ. Dude, I agree. That's if there's one good thing about the first year of a system, I don't know that this one's going to mimic the previous ones, but usually in that first transition year, there's not a ton of games because people are working on their new gen stuff and not coming out with old gen stuff. So, and speaking um, of old gen stuff, yeah, this uh, Control Ultimate Edition. I thought I read this earlier, and I thought it was something they were adding something other than just the two DLCs. But apparently, it's just the base game and the two DLCs, and also access to the PS5 and uh xbox series x versions of these games so um chris have you played control at all i haven't it so speaking of my colossal backlog like control is like all the way at the top but i was waiting to buy it until it went on sale and i have enough games right now that i don't have to worry about it as i kind of alluded to and so i am the only person on earth who could possibly possibly be happy about the fact that i can buy a 40 dollars version of this game that has all the dlc and that it'll be available on xbox series x and ps5 because think about all the people who were committed fans of remedy and like i consider myself a fan of remedy's games but i didn't go day one and buy this game that got amazing reviews but they paid for the season pass they paid 60 dollars full price for this game and now in order to get the next gen upgrade that people like me who are going to be late to the party are only going to drop $40 to get 
they have to go out and buy this ultimate edition again for another $40. That feels like a slap in the face, which sucks. Yeah, I agree. I, first of all, I, I paid this game. I bought it on release, but somehow got it for like $38 on Amazon on the day it released. Um, yeah, I remember that. And then uh, I have the, both the DLC or I purchased the season pass or whatever when it was on sale also for like 10 or 15 bucks. Um, but I have yet to play both the DLCs because the second one, the AWE one comes sometime this, like the 28th, I think of this month, 25th. Um, but yeah, it's the other thing I had was this is on game pa- or not game pass. It's on uh, PlayStation now. Okay. Um, so I wonder if this game is going to stay on PlayStation now on PS five, if you're going to be able to download it on PS five, I, I guess I have PS now for until like January or February, maybe That's I can't remember. January is Jelanular should do April. Jelanular is the start of the blaze ball season. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's a good one, Chris. Good one. Uh, but I'm kind of excited to see if this game is going to maintain its status on PS now. And then if you download it, you have access to DLC. So then is that going to be on there as the PS5 version? Like, are, is it going to be the PS4 version? Because I really want to see the ray tracing in this game. Apparently the ray tracing, this game was one of the few when the RTX cards came out kind of along the same timeline. And this game really, I guess, kind of uh, displayed the ray tracing abilities of the RTX cards. So I'm kind of excited to see what it looks like on PlayStation because it's a RPLA station five because it's a beautiful game as is. It is it? I, I, I think just, so. I just bought this game actually on sale during... I guess the summer days of sale or whatever it's called. Yeah, yeah. I think I only paid like fourteen ninety nine or something for it. And I'm having a lot of trouble getting into it. I just unlocked like my second gun mode or whatever. Excuse yeah. me, gun form, I guess they're called. And I'm just yep. I don't know, I'm having trouble getting into it. And it and maybe it's because I just went from Ghost. I went from the Last of Us Part Two to Ghost of Tsushima and then to Control, so maybe that's why. But I don't know. Do I just need to stick with it a little bit longer? I would recommend it, dude. I, I mean, it was definitely my game of last year, uh, and it's or not. La- was it last year, twenty nineteen? Yeah, it came out last yeah. year. It was like it and Jedi and Sekiro were kind of the big ones from what I yeah. remember. Uh, I would. I mean, how how much time have you given it so far? I mean, uh, long enough to make it a little bit into the bureau or whatever. I think I cleared out maybe three or four of those points or whatever, points of interest that you can fast travel between. Yeah. I think, is it still pretty challenging for you? Like, are you dying pretty regularly if yeah, you get in pretty epic pretty, battles? It's pretty hard. I mean, it's pretty decently hard. And, and it's... Like I'm, I'm lost. Like I don't know where to go. Yeah, it's the map on that game is terrible, dude. Uh, it's really bad. But I would recommend uh, seeing it through because there were points where I got really frustrated at it. Uh, I really liked the minimalistic type of art style that it has, and uh, there's some I don't, cool shit when they like splice yeah. the real woman's face over, and it's like, Wah. dude, and everything in that game is so. <laughs> 
creepy. Just like <laughs> when you go talk to the people, it's it's just it's fucking creepy, man. Yeah. And they the way that they uh can make you feel creeped out without the person is just normally talking to you like you would have a conversation with somebody, but the yeah. surroundings and environment and the way that they're talking. Yeah. It's just so like matter of fact and chill. Like when you're, yeah. Talking around, and you're like, like, dude, what the fuck is going on here? Like, <laughs> yeah. are you kidding me? And nobody's freaking out. Like you, the player are the only one freaking out. Everybody else is like, well, it's business as usual. People yeah. are dead and hanging from the ceilings. Like, I don't know. Director. Yeah, exactly. God, I so need weird. to play this game so bad. Yeah. It's yeah. I'm I'm in I'm interested to see what Chris thinks about it. Uh, speaking of which, speaking of games, I can send you. That's probably one of them because I'm pretty sure I have it on disc. Uh, but oh, anyway, but you know that I'm waiting for. Oh, he, y'all! I figured it out. Control is the Xbox Series X next gen launch title that Chris needs to justify <laughs> buying a six hundred dollar piece of hardware. There it is. Because I got to get that sweet, Series X, the sweet sweet ray tracing. <sighs> anyway, well, it, the other thing about this, the reason that we put this with the uh, next gen update kind of stuff is uh, that the only way that your control game will be next gen compatible is if you have this ultimate edition, which, yeah, it's only 40 bucks and yeah, it comes with the DLC, but it's also a game that came out already. I don't know how you guys feel about that. I feel like I'm OK with it because it was last. It's. 2019 i guess it came out in august of last year it just dumps on my entire vision of what the series x is supposed to be doing though yeah like i agree i and this is on me for like building it up and idealizing what this could be doing right but like the pitch of the xbox series x and the entire xbox ecosystem to me was buy your game once it will look the best on the high-end version of this system and you don't have to pay extra for it. And if you own it already, it will be pristine looking when you get a Series X. Yep. And this is and the exact opposite. This is rebuy the game. Right. And then well, it will they, look pristine on this system. But that's the thing, man, is they can't make anyone else hold. They can't make a third-party publisher that's publishing on their platform. I mean, they could make them do that, but then that publisher or developer or whomever could say, fine, we won't publish on your platform then. Yeah. Then you, you have know? So, hundreds of more PlayStation five exclusives probably. Exactly. Exactly. And that's, I mean, that's a worse place to be. So it's, it's, I guess, where do they want to stand their ground at? Like, and that's the thing about not necessarily smart de- delivery, but these things being forward compatible. It's like, yeah, it's every Xbox game is going to be forward compatible and there are going to be some, third parties especially near launch where they talk people into doing it that way but i mean is this going to be a long-term thing and me personally i couldn't give a shit less about how halo infinite or forza 14 looks on my xbox one launch version versus xbox series x so i don't really care speaking of next gen games and news rocksteady finally broke their silence on what they've been developing by tweeting out an image of the word Suicide Squad in a crosshair over what appears to be Superman's head. Oh, is that what that is? Yeah. Justice League kills the, or Suicide Squad kills the Justice League was the leaked website that they kind of were saving 
I don't remember, like when they registered websites a couple months back. Yeah. Well, uh, sorry, I just had a complete brain fart. Uh, <laughs> I guess the DC fandom is coming up. So that's probably, they're going to talk more about it there. I don't know. I, I heard it's going to be a live game like uh, Avengers. So apparently that's all we can get now for, we got Spider-Man. And now I hope you guys are ready for just a barrage of fucking uh, comic book related live uh, service games. Live service games because that's <laughs> what we're gonna fucking get, I guess. Yeah, and I could not possibly want anything less than that. If you want a superhero game that has famous, so famous, the most iconic DC superheroes in it, and it's not a live service game, you know what game you could get? Spider Man, Miles Morales. Uh, Per our friend Tom Sykes over at PC Gamer, Injustice 3 has been leaked by an artist mm-hmm. who goes by Boss Logic online. Um, <laughs> and Injustice 3 appears like, <laughs> like it's going to feature characters from the Watchmen universe. Are y'all into Watchmen at all? I haven't seen it yet, man, but I've heard good things about the uh, HBO series. Read the comic first and you'll enjoy it even more. And that's all okay. I'll say. But I it can is, do that. That's one of my, like the best shows I watched last year. Um, but um, the creator of Watchmen, Alan Moore, is notorious, notorious for having had a really harsh, horrible, horrible time working with DC. Um, and literally all he wants is them to leave his baby alone. Like he just is like, please don't use my characters that I came up with. Please leave my story alone. You're ruining my story. <laughs> and DC has Bad. been going ham on him (laughs) lately and like don't get me wrong when i was a high schooler i would have been like yeah leave alan moore alone the watchman hbo series is spectacular and i'm glad it exists but you know what characters don't need to be in a fucking fighting game (laughs) the character from the watchman and yeah it's kind of like putting the characters from that umbrella company or whatever show Right. Um, I don't know. Maybe Umbrella I should. Academy. Be. I mean, it would be yeah. more like if y'all have seen Amazon's The Boys. Oh, okay. Yeah. I it's like, and like, I get it. Injustice is like all of the superheroes are edgy and dark. Like, it's never been my game. But <laughs> why? Why are the characters from The Watchmen in a fighting game? Sorry, I, that's all I have to say. Um, yeah, but, I, I, oh. I would love that, but I heard Injustice 2 was good and had a good story mood. I just, I can't get into fighting games anymore, man. And the other thing I wanted to point out about this, I don't know, is it still being published by Warner Brothers? Because didn't, wasn't it NetherRealm that was alternating between uh, Mortal Kombat and Injustice? Or was that just WB was publishing them in alternating years or... Um, no, Nether Nether Realms the so Nether Realms WB Interactive and they're the devs on both, from my understanding. Okay, what's this boss logic thing then? I think he's just an like a visual artist who was like hired to do work. So he um the image that's shared by this PC gamer article is um injustice with the E as a three, because of course. Um, and then there's uh the I looks like a symbol that's affiliated with Dr. Manhattan. There's a real, um, he's a big blue guy who's, you see his penis a bunch in the Watchmen comics. Um, there's a clock in the background, which is a bunch of Watchmen iconography. And then um, the famous yellow button with a blood splat on it, which is like, if you were going to think of the Watchmen, that's the image you'd think of. It's from a character named the comedian. 
um, is hidden in the background of this image. And so um, Boss Logic tweeted out this image kind of teasing the game coming. So it sounds like this DC fandom is going to be the place to be for some gaming news coming next week, basically. Um, yeah. Because this has Related been... to DC Comics anyway. Ooh. Yeah. And they said, I think, oh, sorry, AJ, but I think there was something that I saw where they had tweeted out an image of like the list of people who would be at DC fandom and Ed Boon, who I think is the person from NetherRealm who's in charge of Mortal Kombat. um, And he's the voice of Johnny Cage, I think, in Mortal Kombat 1, dude. He's been there since day one. Yeah, so, so maybe he's there to announce this. Rocksteady, you know, shows off the... Uh, Suicide Squad game, and we can circle back to these news stories because I have a lot to say about this games as a service for Suicide Squad, but I do want to see what they're showing us first. Um, yeah. Um, what's the last one we got here? Oh, and I, then finally we got uh, all those rumors about WB Interactive being for sale apparently were for not because I'm going to go out on a limb and say nobody could come close to the $4 billion asking price, but uh apparently they've withdrawn it from the offering table and by them i mean the consortium that is at&t um who owns them uh has withdrawn it from sale i guess maybe they're thinking with these games they can make up some of the debt that they've incurred from owning this company i don't i don't know i'm trying to sound like i know stuff about business and i really don't so yeah i know a lot of shit about um, drugs though (laughs) there is uh a person on Twitter, I think, named like ZXE or something. Um, let me quick pull him up and then we can re-record this section because I think it's important context. Um, but I want to sound like I knew what I was talking about. Is it Suge Knight from Death Row Records? No, nobody gets that reference. I, I, it, it is not him. <laughs> it is definitely not Suge Knight God, from I'm Death too Row. Old. Um, <clears throat> Sorry. Dude, I, I fucking know who Suge Knight is. What oh, okay. Fuck? Good. Good. Thank God. I should have had this up. <laughs> Sorry, I was on mute. <laughs> What's this? Oh, you probably yeah. shouldn't be on mute when we're recording a podcast. Daniel Lamont. And also, I was, hold on, I was wrong because uh, Ed Boone was the voice of Scorpion. Mm. Come here. Get over, Get over here. Yeah, that one. <laughs> wow, he like synced up on that, AJ. That was awesome. I, we were I, in I sync like up. the fucking boy the band. Edit. So um, per Daniel Ahmad on Twitter, um, he had kind of gone in and actually looked at the documents uh, related to the restructuring that's going on at WB, AT&T, the whole conglomerate. Um, And he said nowhere in there does it actually say that the sale, that they're not still looking to sell it. It just doesn't say that they are and it doesn't have any updates about it. And that was after this like very trusted person who does business analytics at Nico Partners um, did a close reading of it. So it remains to be seen if it's for sale or not. I'm not sure why you would announce two huge games from this publisher, especially one that's about to be a game as service potentially, and then sell off the developers. But I'm also not a business whiz. Yeah. I don't know. Well, yeah, I don't know. I don't, maybe you're going to wait until after this game comes out to make a little bit more of that money back. I don't know. I also don't know how, I don't understand how you can be multi millions of dollars in debt, but still be worth money, like positively. Does that, I don't, I don't understand that. How does that work? 
Uh, business valuation accounts for uh, it's like all future possible revenues, and then you try to value it based off of like the money that you could make throughout the future, assuming like declining things. Sorry, I was an economics major, mm -hmm. and I have a very bad memory. It's been like one year since I had to think about this for my other job. <laughs> um, but well, basically, you, you look at than I could think of it. all of the future income streams that you could make from it, and you try to calculate how much that would be in one bulk payment. Gotcha. Well, that's it for our news today, which brings us to our mostly normal question. And if you guys don't like this, you can let me know. But uh, I had the idea of wet towel, dry towel. And this sounds maybe kind of weird, but have you guys ever been to like a party and there's one bathroom and every time you go to the bathroom and wash your hands, you have to use the same hand towel that everyone else has used. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And you get like halfway through the party and it's like, it's not damp, like it's not soaking wet, but it's like moist, you know? Uh -huh. Yep. Mm -hmm. So that's my idea of when I say wet towel, that's what I mean. Now, dry okay. towel, my wife, whom I love to death, has a habit of every time she uses a towel, like to wipe up a counter or her hands, she puts it in the dirty laundry. So if you're in our kitchen and you wash your hands, you basically have to go to a different room to find a dry towel. Okay. So, like you have to go upstairs and get it out of a cabinet. So my question to you is, would you rather have to dry your hands every single time you wash your hands, have to dry your hands with this like somewhat wet towel that numerous other people have touched to dry their hands? Or would you ha rather have to walk to a different like upstairs to grab a dry towel? Which one of those two terrible things would you prefer? Because that's my life. All right. So one thing, is this towel specifically for hands after being washed? Because that's different than being the towel used to wipe up the dirty counter. Because if yeah. you are like cooking chicken and like wiped up the counter with like something, there could be salmonella on it. Oh, yeah. Maybe you barely touched it, but like you need to yeah, throw it's that gross. in the dirty Oh, laundry. for sure. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So if we're talking specifically like only any only the people who have lived in my house have touched this towel after washing their hands i would rather i would rather use the damp towel than than go upstairs and finding shit okay that's where i'm at too chris how about you the you damp the towel slightly damp party towel or have to walk all the way upstairs <laughs> to grab a towel every time you wash your hands there like the slightly damp party towel y'all it's there's been times where it's like did you submerge this in the sink for me. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so, did it fall in the toilet maybe and somebody picked it up and hung it back up? So I'm, like, I'm really, not really sure. not about that. But the other problem is there have been times where like, say you just like are in the bathroom getting ready for the day and you like put a bunch of lotion on your hands and then you can't open the doorknob. And I'm picturing like with very wet hands, maybe getting stuck in the bathroom because the doorknob <laughs> won't break, which is also a nightmare. So um, you gotta wait for him to air dry. So, I, like, so, so I, leave, I'm gonna take the invisible the detectors going up. The invisible third option, and just wipe them off on my shirt at this point. Yeah, and get along. That's a that's hair. a good option. And for those out you out there trying to cheat, you, you can't think about this beforehand. You have to wash your hands and then go upstairs and grab the towel. You can't think <laughs> about it and bring it down. That's cheating. Because I know you're in your car right now, thinking like. Well, I just grabbed the just towel beforehand. The you towel. can't. No, no yeah. foresight allowed. 
Yeah. No, that's not allowed. <laughs> if you bring the towel ahead of time, it becomes the damp party towel as soon as it crosses the bathroom boundary. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. If you break any of the rules, you automatically get the damp towel. <laughs> Except this time it has fallen in the toilet and there was pee in there. A little elf with a with a water hose comes through and sprays down the towel as you walk in <laughs> Yeah, the exactly. And gives you a dirty look. Yeah, exactly. It gives you a look of shame. Can't believe you tried to break the fucking rules, man. <laughs> well, with that in mind, let us know what towel you'd prefer at MN Gamers Podcast on Twitter or emails at podcast at mostlynormalgamers.com. You guys got anything else you want to say? No, I'm good. Cool. Chris, where can people find you at, man? You can find me at VG Occasion on Twitter, probably worrying a lot about what next gen has in store losing sleep over yeah i'll be i'll be up all night tweeting about how xbox is fucking up yeah (laughs) i don't want to buy hdmi 2.1 oh my god this tv i was gonna say it's the best occasion but maybe not in this case (laughs) yeah (laughs) this is the this is the episode where we find out actually it's been the worst occasion all along (laughs) (laughs) aj where can people find you you can find me at AJ underscore ID. That's E-I-D-E on the Twitters. Come find me. Give me a follow. Look at my Word letter up. to all guys and pictures of my dogs. I made stupid memes with them. <laughs> Fun times. I am going to have to check out those memes. <laughs> oh, and by the way, if you're getting tired of my, uh, you can follow me at Johnny Samsonite on Twitter. And if you're getting tired of my posting pictures of Ghost of Tsushima, it's not going to stop anytime soon. I don't think. Get that I'm pretty plot. sure I got a really long time left in that game and it's fucking gorgeous. So get, that get used to it or unfollow me. Those are your two options. <laughs> uh, and with that, I guess we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye everybody.